This is Brian Medor from East Carolina University. You are listening to the Sports Objective, the official, unofficial podcast of the Pirates. I'm Chief Assistant Track and Field Coach at East Carolina University. You are plugged into the Sports Objective Podcast. If you are a fan, you are plugged into the right place. And if you're really a fan, you will share that link. My heart is purple and gold. I'm a pirate down to my soul. And I don't back down, not at all. Find out when the cannons explode. Boom. What kind of part are you? I wanna know. I wanna know. I wanna know. What kind of part are you? I wanna know. I wanna know. I wanna know. I wanna know. What kind of part are you? I wanna know. I wanna know. I wanna know. What kind of part are you? I wanna know. I wanna know. I wanna know. I'm the kind of part that'll call a part out. Which claim it part for if y'all ain't gonna shout? Welcome in to the Pirate Football Playback right here on the Sports Objective, the unofficial podcast and the original podcast of the Pirates. My name is Dave Richmond, along with Kyle from LaGrange Barber. How are you, man? What's going on, Dave? It's the only podcast that matters. That's right. Right now, if I could, I'd give you a big hug. Hey, Bubba Rosenbaum, what's up? I'll give you a hug, too. Virtual hug. What's going on, guys? Um, what a heartbreaker tonight, as we'll talk about. Um, but couldn't be any prouder of um, this football program and where it's headed, um, just like after the Navy game in a different way um, because of the way that one unfolded. But um, tonight, very proud of the way we went on the road and did what we needed to do in a lot of respects to win the football game, only to have it taken away from us uh, with some uh, some terrible replay there at the end yeah no it was bad dude it was bad and you know if if you look first of all hats off to this entire football team and to this coaching staff and there's so many there's so many plays you can look back on you know from from the the touchdown catch by cj that they they said he was out of bounds even though his toe came down in bounds first but that last drive starting off with the incomplete pass on fourth down that the back judge, 40 yards away, threw the flag on, five seconds after the play was over, and said, pass interference. Bullshit. That should have never that should have never been called. <laughs> we should have got the ball back right then with two minutes of some change to go with a chance to put it on ice. And, and we had uh, it. And so instead, they uh, they get the first down on the penalty. Then we force a fumble. It's called a fumble on the field. And that's the one, guys, to me, because it was called a fumble on the field. Look, it was obvious he had lost the ball, and his knee went down. What they, what the announcers, the announcers were trying to explain it, and the best they came up with was, well, he lost position of the ball, and then he he gained regained control of it before his knee came down. And then the ball came loose. It, it don't work like that. It's not a pass play. It was a fumble. It was a run play. It was a fumble. He lost control of the ball. It was coming out. His knee hit, and then the ball came loose on the on the turf. But he had already was already losing control of the ball before right. his knee went down. So I, I don't that's know how you call that anything but a fumble. It was a fumble, and that's the that's the one that troubles me because they didn't call him down and they reviewed it. They called it a fumble recovered by East Carolina, and then they reversed it. 
It, I believe it was a minute. What was it? A minute and forty-two seconds left, guys. One forty-three. One forty-three. So we're one forty-three left. We think we take three straight knees. Um, what is there? Uh, what does that make? Um, a minute and a half, right there. Yeah, so that gives them the ball back with twelve seconds left, and no timeouts. And that's if we don't run another play. So I mean, yeah, like, we could. Yeah, it's uh, totally bogus. It's totally bogus. And also that that what they called was a pass. The nose of the football was down before he even had a shot at it. That was a terrible call. Uh, we'll have uh, the comments from Coach Houston. He he alluded to that. Um, it was clear as day that that was ball was trapped. And to, I'm so, yeah. I'm sorry, but if you if the American and I'll say this publicly, if the American does not fire these officials, they're a joke. Absolute joke. Yes, they they need to be fired. They need to be. They need to be fired. We won't. Do do you want to be a power league or don't you? That's on national television on ESPN two. Well, you don't tell me the Chicago Fire. There's some point. At some point, you. At some point, you got to look at something and go. Was it incompetence, or was it intentional? And I don't. If it had been one call on that final drive, I would have said incompetence. But when it's three calls. When it's a flag that was thrown by the by the back judge five seconds after the damn play was over, right? When it's a fumble that was called a fumble and then reversed, it was clearly a fumble. And then when the ball was trapped, now at least at least on that one, at least they did call it a complete pass and they let it stand as called. I, I, if that would have been the only call on that drive, I could live with that call. But when it's three calls clearly that go the way of Tulsa. Uh, on that last drive, to me, and you know, I hate to be a conspiracy theorist, but I'm going to go ahead and say, it, and I'm going to put it out there. Tulsa, you know, right now is one of the best teams in the league, and Cincinnati has a chance to do something that's never been done before. Cincinnati has a legitimate chance to make the playoff. Well, Tulsa is scheduled to play Cincinnati December 5th. That'll be the last game of the regular season. And if you got an undefeated Cincy, okay. And you got a one-loss Tulsa, who only lost to Oklahoma State. They would be in the top 25 at that point. And Cincinnati beats them. And then they go win the conference championship. That looks pretty damn good. You just beat the top 25 Tulsa, and then you follow it up with a win in the conference championship game. That That's a hell of a resume for Cincinnati to make the playoff. So I believe they're trying to keep Tulsa as strong as they can for Cincy. So there's one thing we got to do. So, because of my theory, is the reason we lost this game, uh, you know, was because the officials trying to keep Tulsa strong for Cincinnati. He's like a wrestling booker, you know, Dave. <laughs> you know wrestling. Yeah. You, 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 when, you, when you when you got your world champion there, and you got to keep an opponent strong for him so it'll look good when he beats it. Okay. Right. So you, you don't want him to have a week. Yeah. So that's what they're doing. So what we got to do? There's only one thing we can do. We got to go be Cincy. I'm sorry, you know, Cincinnati, I wanted you to go undefeated and that'd be the first team to make the playoffs, but I'm sorry. We have, we're going to have to come beat you now. Now, I know we got to play two lanes. two weeks. Two weeks from tonight. Two weeks from tonight, the biggest win, the biggest win, potentially rank-wise, because they may be a top-five team in East Carolina football history. Two weeks from tonight, you heard it here first. We got one job. 
Well, we got to do it. I'm sorry, but we got to do it. We got to go beat Cincy. I, I, I know. Take them I know out. They got, I know they got a great defense. I know they have the greatest defense in college football. I, I know. I know they're great, but we got to go beat them. And I know Tulane's before that, and I and I want to beat Tulane. I want to beat them both. But what we got to do? The only thing that's going to make us feel better. The only thing that's going to get this 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 pain to make it go away. The the only way. The only way to to get the to to dislodge the bullet out of our chest, to get the nail out of our cranium. I want to I want to use another an, another another adjective, but I won't. The, the, the only way to to get rid of this pain and beating Tulane will help, but we're gonna have to go beat Cincinnati in two weeks to ruin their little plan. Because you can't convince me at this point, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, Bubba, but. I'm telling you right now, this really feels like this was done intentional. And the only thing I can come up with is to keep Tulsa strong for Cincinnati. What do y'all think? I mean, to me personally, uh, I'm sorry, but there were so many bad calls in the game. And, you know, the Georgia State game, uh, I know that you guys probably think there's some people say there are people that blame the refs. There are certain games when we, pl- we, we don't play well that even if they're bad calls, it doesn't matter because that's not why we lost the game. We lost the game tonight. Well, we didn't really look. We, we know that Tulsa did not win the game. Let's say that. And that's what hurts. It, hey, officiating 101, ref 101, official should never, ever, ever decide the outcome of a game. And they did tonight, and that's wrong. They should never, ever be in the forefront. But guess what? They wanted FaceTime. If you want FaceTime, become an actor. Become an actor. If you want to be a, have your own television show, start a podcast. If you want FaceTime, but every time we turn around, there's a flag, a flag, a flag. I mean, it was, and that's the thing is that I have a problem with the replay. If you're not going to get it right, the whole point of replay is to get it right. And you and you screwed up. And every time we turn around the American, we fight so hard for the conference to build the conference up. Every time we try to, we are a power league. We're a power league. Well, you're not a power league. If you have refs that are jokes and I'm sorry, I don't normally say that. But if you're going to not say anything and you don't fire these officials, then then that's what we are. You can never, ever say P6 ever again because you're allowing these Bush League. That's one of our friends in the media would say Bush League refs. And that's what they are to call a game. And I'm sorry, you cannot do that. You cannot do that. If it's, uh, you know, if you're getting blown out and they have bad calls, it doesn't matter. But it does matter when the game was on the line and we clearly won the game twice, almost, uh, Kyle, we almost won, we won, the uh, we won. We won the game three times. I mean, yeah. but, but definitely twice when, when you, I literally, you know, particularly when the fumble, I was celebrating. Well, the fourth down, with the fourth down where we stopped him, I was celebrating, but then the fumble, you, you know, you, you, I was really celebrating and just to have, just to have, Defeat stolen from the jaws of victory. I mean, it's just sickening, man. It's sickening. And, and then we almost have some poetic justice. You, you get the ball. Yeah. You, you have a nice kickoff return. You, you drive it down, and then you throw it to uh, to CJ. And CJ almost comes up with the catch and and made it all right. And, and that would have been perfect. That would have been the perfect poetic ending to that game. But... It just, you know, it wasn't meant to be. And, uh, Bob, I don't know. What do you think, man? You hadn't said anything. 
I just really proud of the way we played offense against uh, one of the best defenses, uh, in, undoubtedly in the conference, um, but probably one of, one of the best defenses out there. I'm holding Oklahoma State like they did, uh, albeit in the season opener, and then, and then uh, they held them to 16, and then they shut down UCF after UCF jumped on them early, uh, and. You know, UCF had scored 30-plus points in something like 40-plus consecutive games, and both of them broke that streak. So really proud of Holton, what, 38 out of 50, 330 yards, three touchdowns. So really the, about the only bad play. I'm sure there was more if you go back and look at the film, but the one that really stands out was the, the decision he made to uh, when he was getting rid of it down there and through the pick and the, when we were coming out, they gave Tulsa the ball in the red zone. But uh, – Awfully proud of the way we ran the football. Rajay Harris, um, another 100-yard game. I think he had, he had like 118, something like that. Yeah. And uh, so just very encouraging with, with the way we're running the football, especially this time um, against the best opponent we've done it against. And, and yeah, we didn't top 200 yards the way we did before. To have a hundred-yard rusher against against uh, a stout defensive uh, football team like Tulsa, that was very encouraging. Uh, you, you see, ninety and ninety-seven, and a couple of the guys they had in the trenches, they were absolute studs. And um, and the guys that we're playing uh, haven't haven't had nearly as many snaps under their belt, but they they still found a way to get it done. We were killing them with the cutback, um, you know, run, running some. Some zone plays, and then and Rajay was was cutting it back, and uh, he had a couple of runs at least of you know 20, 25 yards. By the no. way, guys, no. I, know, I was I was gonna tell y'all really quick. The guys from the Golden Hurricast on Twitter said people say Tulsa paid off the refs. Clearly, do not understand that Tulsa University straight up doesn't have the money to pay them off even if they wanted to. So that was on Twitter. No, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't pay off the refs. This is all about Cincinnati. And right. I don't think Cincinnati paid off the refs. I think the referees were told, you guys call this game as, as, in favor of Tulsa. I, I don't think they were told, hey, you make sure each other to win this game. But I think they were told, hey, we need to keep Tulsa strong for Cincinnati and to call this game in favor of Tulsa as much as possible. I really believe that. Bubby, you hadn't commented on the refs very much, man. Do you, do, you, do you believe it was just incompetence, or do you think that there was uh, some, some shadiness going on? Definitely makes you wonder. Uh, I, I definitely saw what you guys saw on the uh, on the replays, and and um, I, I thought they got them both wrong. Um, yeah, I, I'll take Conference uh, USA officials back. <laughs> I think the I think the football is definitely on the ground uh, on the yeah, definitely. And then, I mean, I say on the ground, uh, I'm talking about the one uh, on the pass. Uh, I definitely think it was not a catch. And then uh, when, he, when he lost possession, the only thing they could have said is that uh, that he re regained possession and then and then was down. And, yeah, even that doesn't even make any sense to me, Bubba, because, I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying, but – I mean, had, I don't, how can you regain down. possession of a fumble? I mean, it, well, I mean, how do you regain possession of a fumble? I mean, you get, I mean, 
So if the ball gets knocked loose and then – Right, right. But then what, 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 hey, what, if, what if he's running down the field and the ball gets jarred out and then he catches it and keeps running? I mean, sure, that's, sure. But that's then, kind of a Right, okay. But then when you hit the ground, you still have possession of the fumble. When he hit the ground, the ball came loose. Right, so, and he regained possession, and then when he hit the ground, that the ground caused the fumble. I don't see how he had time in, in a split second to, repos- to, to regain possession. Have no time. Well, I'm, I'm not saying I agree with it, but that has to be what they're saying. There's, yeah, but that there's no way they can justify that. I mean, you, not, I don't see how anybody can look at that replay and so, see that the ball was coming loose, say that, that he managed to scoop that ball up, hold it securely, hit the ground, and then, of course, the ground can cause the fumble. And that's what they're trying to say. And that's a BS argument. I mean, I don't I, I, I don't think you can make that argument. No, I mean. Bubba, shoot, shoot, James a te- shoot, shoot James a text, please, Bubba. Because if I try to do it from my phone, it'll, it'll cut us off live and tell him we're live now. So if he wants to join the show. Gotcha, I will. And uh, as far as the offensive performance, though, um, I really like the way we got a lot of people involved. Um, and you, you had CJ, of course, had the 25-yard touchdown reception on the shallow crosser. Um, I think that was a third down play uh, just outside of the red zone. And so I know we came up shy some, some of those times against a very strong Tulsa defense in the red zone. But uh, that one was, I think, from the 25-yard line. And, um, and he had two catches for like 41 yards. But uh, what a day for Tyler Sneed. Um, not as big of a day in terms of yardage what he had at um, SMU because um, he had several big plays that day, um, several of the so-called explosion plays. But uh, Tyler Sneed, 16 catches for 108 yards. It was very reminiscent to me. Not quite as many catches, but uh, when – Jay Jones had 22 or so down at South Carolina, and it was uh, similar to that as far as us taking what they were giving us underneath. And um, Tyler Sneed, just talk about a talk about a tough young man. Uh, the way the way he uh, runs with the football, and he certainly um, brings a lot more to the table than whatever he whatever he weighs. You know, 155, 60, 65 pounds. Uh, he's I don't know what what we honestly list him at, but uh, but he is uh, he's pound for pound, like Coach Houston said, as tough as anybody, if not tough as anybody on our team. No, Steve's great, man. He's, no doubt about that. I mean, he he plays his tail off and takes advantage of of. You, you're right about holding and taking what was there, and and that's what's going to happen. And and to me, it's all because of Harris. To me, as long as we have Harris able to run the ball the way he is, how, how fast he hits the hole. You, what what he creates in our running game, it opens everything up in the passing game. And when, yep. you're, when you're taking Harris out uh, of the of the run game, that opens up that stuff in the passing game outside. And, uh, you know, it did tonight, and Holton executed the offense. And a beautiful, beautiful offensive game. I mean, like I said, 30 points. Hey. On that defense, thirty points on that defense is like scoring fifty on, on most defenses. And by the way, uh, while I have a chance too, there have been people that have been uh, way too critical of Holt Nailers. And let me just say this right now: you have no reason, you have no reason 
to ever, ever to uh, talk bad about Holt Nailers. When Holt Nailers, you saw again tonight, and, and we got, you know what? And by the way, um, the American has screwed us two times. They screwed us two weeks ago when they wouldn't let Holt and Nailers play. We wouldn't have won Navy. We, we, we should have two more wins. And uh, so I'm sorry, but the American, you're on my list right now. Get your act together. That was a big joke tonight for, for the refs. And I'm sorry, I usually have more respect for the refs, but um, tonight I, I just can't uh, accept uh, what is not a loss. Pirates won that game. And, you know, Coach Houston will play the audio um, soon. But uh, I know Coach Houston, uh, one thing about it, you don't get the, the, the W back. You don't get the W, unfortunately. Um, but I, I don't understand how you can call the, on that last drive when you know the game, you have to know the game. If you're a ref, you do not know the game is on the line that you're going to make those calls. I mean, that's that's the thing that I'm, you know, like you said, Kyle, if it's a, a one play here or there, um, then it's one thing. But it's that last drive was really, to me, I was losing my my mind. I was having some cutting promos <laughs> uh, watching on uh, television because I really felt like that, like I said, I – I told my mom, I said, hey, we just won the game. My mom was watching with me. She was upset. And only my mom never gets upset with ball games. But um, she was upset because she said ECU won that game. I said, I know, mom. I know. what I mean, They, uh, my mom even knew they won the game. So I think that it's, uh, it's a travesty. I think that there's a lot of people right now in Pirate Nation. Um, the one thing I can tell you, if you look on your shoulder, we have the chip back. And, uh, you know, when you heard the previous administration, when coach and staff talk about the chip, it was a joke. Uh, it was definitely a joke. Um, but if I don't know what it takes to get a chip, but if you don't get a chip on your shoulder as a pirate after tonight, I, I hate it for you. That's all I got to say. Yeah. And, um, Audio Matosho, Audi had his best game as a pirate, seven catches, 76 yards, and then uh, – you know, defensively, we forced three turnovers. You had Warren Faber get another pick. Um, Sean Dorso uh, had a pick. And then how about Jaira Wilson? Um, Jaira Wilson led us with nine tackles. He had a sack and a half. And um, just with with his length and athleticism, um, he's he's doing everything that we had heard about. You know, back in back in camp, Coach Houston said we we're having trouble blocking him, and now now you're certainly seeing why. Jaira Wilson. Uh, hey, great thing about him, uh, as as uh, is the case uh, with a lot of these guys, is they're going to be back for uh, for a long time. So, what we're doing right now, um, these guys are going to be playing in the purple and gold for for an awfully long time. Yeah, and the thing about it is, you know, Coach uh, Houston. I feel bad for him. I feel bad for the players. I feel bad for the program because they're working their tails off. And I'm upset that, you know, maybe those refs don't understand because they fly in and they do a game and they get paid and they leave. Um, they don't have to do the work that those players and coaches do. And if you've, and I know Bubba, you've coached, how many hours do you think? And I'm, I'm, I've been at the high, small high school level um, coaching. How many hours do you think we put in? It's just coaches is uh, probably 80 hours a week. I mean, it's a huge amount, maybe more, way more than that at the college level. And I can't imagine what it's like to lose a Navy game when you don't have your star quarterback in because of a false positive. And now you have a situation where 
the refs take take the game away from you twice. Yep. Um, awful lot invested in, in a, as far as, you know, officials making calls at the end of the game. I mean, uh, I've always, I mean, their job is to call what they, what they see. I mean, obviously we disagree with what they, with the decisions that they made tonight. And, uh, but, um, I've never been one. Okay. It's, you know, it's, this amount of time left in the game, you can't call pass interference. No, if it's if it's the final play of the game and it's pass interference, it's pass interference. Whether it's whether it happens on the final play or the first play, and it's no it's no different. I mean, you, well, for me, it's the same thing. Just like for example, if you have unless it's a like egregious, like for example, if you have the a blatant, like if you have in basketball um, when it's coming down to the final play. Unless the guy takes his head off, then they shouldn't call a foul. Because you could call a foul, a chippy little foul, and the guy shoots two free throws and the game's over. Um, if it comes down to that, I you know I know everybody can say it's different plays that make it, but again, that's the situation where the uh, have y'all heard me snore yet? I hope I hope I haven't snored. I just woke up. <laughs> that's the way that we can we'll start having games. Uh, shows in the middle of the night. <laughs> have I snored? Honestly, no, no, I haven't heard anything. All right, all right. Then forget I said anything. I have. I've been awake the whole time. <laughs> hey Bubba, hey Bubba, we're so boring. We put him to sleep. <laughs> uh, I'll speak for myself. I was so boring. I put him to sleep. I wasn't you guys. I just that dozed off and sleepy as crap. It's been a long day, and uh, that game took a lot of energy out of me. It might have taken years off my life. Um. But no, it's, it's it's bad, man. It's bad, and now you got to bounce back and get ready for Tulane. And you know, you Tulane's wonder, very good. you wonder at this point, do, do do the boys, you know, can they keep using this as motiv- momentum or motivation? You know, they're obviously hungry, yeah. but at some point you get discouraged. You 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 know, and it's probably good we have an extra day to get over this because uh, you know. They gonna they gonna they gonna be talking about this one for a little while. So, uh, you know, obviously you need to win. We need to win bad. We're, we're too good of a football team. We are the best one and four football team in America. We are too good of a football team to be sitting here with one win and four losses. Uh, we need to we need to beat Tulane next Saturday, and um, uh, I hope we will. Uh, Bubba, did you ever look and see who Tulane's playing this Saturday? No, I didn't. Yeah, I, uh, he, you were talking, Kyle. That's a very good point about uh, the Tulane game. By the way, fans will be next Saturday at high noon, for those that didn't know, at Dowdy Ficklin. And um, I guess still 3,500 fans. So I didn't make the cut. I, I looked again at uh, the email uh, a couple of days ago. So um, once again, uh, they, are, heard- they are hosting uh, Temple, Tulane, that is. Okay, so Tulane Temple in New Orleans tomorrow. All right, well that'll be interesting. Um, I, uh, you know, we, we need to find a way to beat the Green Wave. I mean, that's that's the bottom line. Is is, uh, you know, I, I think all the fans right now are are starting to really believe. You go back to the South Florida win, then the Navy performance without Holton, and then and then tonight, all the fans are really starting to believe in this staff and what we can do, and. You know, there needs to be some payoff. And uh, I'll do about it come next weekend against Tulane. Something else we haven't talked about. um, 
is uh, I know it was during the second half. It was one of those times it may have been even the possession where we had the field goal block. But I love what I'm seeing out of uh, Coach Shank's offensive line. Uh, you know, those guys finishing blocks and and yes, we're extremely green there. And uh, but just the attitude that, and just the approach that those guys have, because um, you could tell. What's wrong, guys? When it does off again, it was a snore. That time you were. <laughs> you could tell that uh, that veteran defensive line in Tulsa was becoming frustrated, and um, and we drew a we drew a personal foul or two against them because they, they were growing so frustrated that they were retaliating. Yeah, that, and, that, that, and, and that was because guys were, were finishing block, um, and it's been a long time since we've seen uh, offensive linemen doing that consistently um, the, the way we have here recently. Yeah, our offensive line has improved dramatically, and you got to credit Steve Shankwaller for that. And I asked Rick Smith, you know, back after that Georgia State game, I said, "Can offensive line improve during the season?" He said, "If you practice right, you can." And uh, clearly, they're practicing right. And uh, that offensive line has improved dramatically since that Georgia State game. Yeah, I think that uh, it's clear after that Georgia State game was a game uh, that practice week, the week of practice right after that Georgia State game is when the players really um, bonded together. They actually believe in this uh, this coach and coaches, and they, they, they bought in. It's obvious they bought in right after that Georgia State game because the Georgia State game, as we've talked about a lot, if they had uh, played the way that they played the rest, we probably would have won that game. But we didn't play well, and Georgia State's a good football team. And we made them look like a great football team that day. And ever since that Georgia State game, they have played a lot better. And that's that's what um, – Coach, you know, Bubba, one of the things that – and uh, Kyle, one of the things that Coach Houston said last week – is when you watch this team, he said, you guys don't see it because I see it every single day. He said, this team is getting better. And there's no question when you can go on the road. And when we won that football game tonight and they had to get the refs to take the game away, um, that says a lot. They're improving every week when that Tulsa – you remember how we were talking about the defensive line of Tulsa? The defensive line of Tulsa is great. And we still, Kyle, and I'll give you credit – we scored 30 points on those guys. They haven't had anybody score 30 points on them, and we did. And we should have had 34, actually, but, you know, um, they didn't count it as a that C.J. Wilson touchdown. They didn't count it as a touchdown. It was clearly a touchdown. So yeah, C.J. Wilson playing for the Pirates again, so that's good. C.J. Johnson, I'm sorry. I'm getting tired now. C.J. Johnson clearly is uh, – and that's the thing. If you notice that the strategy of these teams is to do pass interference every single play on CJ because they know that he he can beat them, and well, so it's better than Sneed stepping up and having a big night. Prol did too. He had plays. Uh, that that's going to only open things up for CJ. And like you said, Rajay Harris having a running game now opens up the passing game. Uh, yeah, even Roger more. Great. And another, another. Um, and oh, sorry, I put two in the back of my mouth to help me wake up. Now I'm about to choke on it. Um, <laughs> and no I, comment. <laughs> I, uh, you know, Tulane. If we look forward, Tulane's got a really strong D line, so that offensive line is going to have to come to play again uh, 
next weekend. That's correct. And uh, Willie Fritz's team, you know, back in the day, that was a game that you felt like we should win that game. And now you look at the Tulane game and they have a, a tremendous coach. They've, they've got a tremendous program now. And, um, you know, uh, USF is the one game uh, now that there's no Connecticut like we've talked about. So um, every single week is a tough task. And that's okay because I think the one thing that we see is these guys are ready. And I think the coaches have done a nice job of most definitely making halftime adjustments and adjustments inside the game where um, where before we would be down and, and never have a chance to recover. Yeah, uh, great job by the coaching staff. And um, guys, do you do you think do you think maybe the conference was mad at us for uh, making such a stink about the uh, false positive test for Holton? Do you, do you think tonight was any uh, any uh, payback for that 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 they were told to uh, be tough on us? I think the first I think the first uh, scenario came up what makes more sense than. I mean, I see what you're saying, but I would say that it's more likely what you said to keep Cincy. That's the closest you've ever been. Yeah. That's the closest we've ever been. I mean, now that we're getting respect where if you think about it, UCF would have been if if this was this year for UCF in the past, it would or Cincy in the past, it would be like they were number 12 or 13 right now. And they already have uh, Cincinnati up to seven. So. I'm not saying they're going to get in the playoffs, but or they even have a shot. But the ranking is definitely higher than we've ever had at this point. No, of I season. think they, I think they have a legit shot of making the playoffs. I really do. All, all talking aside, I think Cincinnati has a legit shot, and I do think yeah. that's why they they're trying to keep Tulsa strong for them. Um, but you know, we're just going to have to go be Cincy and take care of all that playoff talk, and then nobody will have to worry about it the rest of the year. So we're going to be the spoiler, right? That's right. Bob, as a former player, um, how do you handle this getting ready for Tulane? Do, do you, how, how, how easy or hard is something like this to get over? How do you move forward as a player and, and get ready to play the green wave? You know, you, you got, you got to start looking ahead to them Sunday. And, uh, how do you do that mentally? How do you, how do you let this one go? I know my junior year of high school, um, the only game we lost in regular season, um, we lost 16 to 13, uh, I think it was, but um, it was a game where where we had a lot of opportunities that um, we didn't take advantage of. And um, just with all the hard work you put in and, you know, it, if it doesn't hurt, something's wrong. That means you haven't invested enough. And, you know, you know uh, and that night, you know, I, I couldn't. I couldn't get it out of my head. I mean, there, there's nothing that will uh, make it better other than, you know, just continuing to work and, uh, you know, go and go back to uh, doing everything that got you in that position in the first place and uh, just just keep working hard. And then when that next opportunity comes next Saturday against Tulane, then hopefully we'll take advantage of it. And I, I really think we will. Yeah. Now, you, you, that was the only loss y'all experienced that year. These guys have experienced a lot of losing. Do, do, yeah. do, you, do, you, do you start to get in your head like, God Almighty, we did everything we could to win this game tonight. We outplayed them, and we still lost. Do, do, do you, do, you know, how do you keep that from getting in your head that you're never going to get it turned around? 
Yeah, sure, sure it can. Uh, I'm sure that's one of the things that Coach Houston was kind of alluding to there. Uh, maybe not exactly, but in the post game, you know, he said, uh, "I preach to these guys. We, as a coaching staff, preach to these guys. If you do the right thing, uh, et cetera, et cetera, then you're going to be rewarded. And then you have it snatched from you the way the way it was tonight. But um, he yeah, said, I got an idea. Said, they kind of they kind of look at you sideways." Um, because of that, but uh, I'm, I'm sure as they go back and uh, you know talk about it more, that um, they'll continue to see. Hopefully, the the culture within the program now has progressed to, to the point where uh, they'll be able to move on from it. Where you know, even even though we haven't won the number of games that you, that you would want, uh, hopefully they can see the the progress is very tangible. And, and they they see that what Coach Houston and this staff um, has been selling to them is working, and that it's just a matter of time before the W starts showing. Hey Wait a second, Dave. As a coach, as, as, as a coach, and as a former player, uh, if you were Mike Houston and you and you felt your team legitimately won this game, and you know they're down. Would Sunday night you have a big surprise for him? Would you would you have steak and shrimp for him? Would you give him the victory dinner? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, just it, as much as uh, I see where you're going with that, and on one hand, I don't think you do because uh, I think I think that leaves them hungrier, even though they, in a lot of ways, deserve to win the game and really and really did win the game, but had it. And had it taken out of their hands uh, with some of those calls there in the final minute or two. Uh, I just don't think you do that. I don't think it sends the right message. But uh, I, I think that victory dinner, um, the you know, the steak, shrimp, and peanut butter pie will be getting eaten soon enough and, and uh, much more frequently here in the very near future. Uh some other some other things um, tonight that really stood out that we haven't made note of. Josiah Hatfield, it was nice to see him back. Uh, you know, he was returning kickoffs, and then you had um, he got his hands on the football a time or two on a jet sweep, and uh, really liked the, the game that uh, that Coach Kirkpatrick called. Uh, obviously, it's easier when you when you know when you're staying ahead of the of the sticks the way we were but that, and that's part of it um the reason we were staying ahead of schedule and in, in good um, down in distances because the game that the coach k was calling and then what holton and and uh, the entire offensive unit was executing but um let's see something else um just defensively um how about holding them to th three out of 14 on third down conversions and We've already mentioned the three turnovers we forced. Uh, and, and I really felt coming into the game, even though I predicted us to lose 35-20, um, you know, their their offense was good, but it wasn't – it wasn't like I couldn't see us slowing them down. And uh, we definitely did that in the first half. In the second half, definitely not as much as we would have liked. But uh, to their credit, in the second half, they, they uh, did a better job. They were able to um, – get better gains on first down and, you know, put themselves in second and short to medium, you know, second and two, second and four. And in that success they had on those early downs, they were able to play with a little more tempo. 
but uh, very, very proud of uh, the defensive staff and the defensive football team. Um, Coach Harrell has us headed in the right direction. I can't wait to see uh, what we're going to develop into over the next several games and years. Yeah, guys, I want to read off Twitter uh, tonight. DJ Captain Morgan Aylers, he's a friend of the podcast and obviously dad of uh, Holton Aylers and, of course, uh, uh, the PA announcer for many years at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. He said, quote, the AAC officiating crew and league should be embarrassed by the last drive. Horrible. And there's a lot of other things I want to read, but we can't because we're a family podcast, uh, family just friendly. Go ahead and read them. Just, just leave out the cuff words. <laughs> um, there are a lot of people that uh, are not happy about the, uh, the officiating. Uh, total BS. You know, people are less uh, one of them. Um, and I would happen to agree uh, agree with that. So, Bubba, are you ready for the or the co- uh, comments from Coach Mike Houston? Yeah, after the game, go? Coach Houston, of course, addressed the media via Zoom. Um, it was pretty short and sweet. It was right at nine minutes, and let's go to that right now. Um, just one moment, and you'll hear from East Carolina head coach Mike Houston. Sitting here singing the flight song right now. Coach, I know you can't talk about officiating, but the reviews in that last drive, both of them are very close. I mean, how close was it from your angle? Well, I mean, you know, the pass interference calls a judgment call fourth down. So obviously, there must have been something there for them to call it off. You know, you, you usually don't see that call on a fourth down, uh, so it must have been pretty blatant. Uh, for them to throw a flag right there. Um, the fumble that was ruled a fumble on the field, um, it must have been very obvious because usually you would not overturn that on a fourth or excuse me, a late in a ball game like that. You would not overturn it unless it was just, you know, obvious uh, that the, the arm was down before it came out. Um, the last pass, I mean, the, the video that they showed on the Jumbotron shows the ball bouncing. You could clearly see it hit the ground before um, or even as he was making the catch. I mean, it, the ball's on the ground, so I just I don't understand how it got uh, how it got ruled a catch. I mean, I just, I'm not the replay official, but I just know what I saw on the Jumbotron. On the video, we all saw it. Uh, as coaches, we were talking about how much time we had left and how we were going to kill the clock. Um, our kids are absolutely devastated. Coach, when you look at that defensive effort in the first half, I mean, those guys were flying around, weren't they? I mean, the effort all ball game by everybody. I mean, you go on the road against a team of that caliber and play, you know, play the way you did and you outplay them the way you did. And, and I know you had some great individual effort. Uh, Holton throws for over 300. Rajay was – he's a great freshman running back. Yeah, they don't really care right now. Thanks, Coach. Okay, we'll open it up to questions for Coach. Coach, it looked like uh, some opportunities were uh, kind of squandered early in the ball game uh, to score a few uh, touchdowns that might have made a difference. Um, nevertheless, they scored on a number of occasions, and they continue to improve offensively. Talk about the first half, uh, how that went, and and what's your opinion of how things went there? 
Well, I mean, obviously, you know, playing on the road against a quality defense, uh, you know, we had we had some struggles there early, um, but still was playing well. You know, we were able to get the lead there out of the gate, um, and we we're playing well enough defensively to you know to overcome uh, some of the early struggles. And our offense did a great job there in the second quarter of getting us a good solid lead at the half. So, um, you know, I just you know, in the second half I thought we played very very well. Coach, I had a question as far as the uh, touchdown uh, that was called, or their pass was called incomplete with CJ in the third quarter. It looked like his left foot was down. I want to get your thoughts on that. They told me that he got his toe down, but his heel came down um, out of bounds, and there had to be one continuous action. Uh, therefore, it was an incomplete pass. Coach, what what is the – Going forward in this week, when y'all relook at the film and kind of see these replays, is there a review process that you guys will send them in to the American? Yeah, we can send any 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 calls we want uh, take them to take a look at. Uh, we can send it in. I mean, it's not going to do any. I mean, it doesn't get you the win back. That's the that's the tough thing. It does not get you the win back. But that's you know we'll obviously send in the calls we think uh, you know need to be looked at. Coach, you're so close to turning the current corner here. You can almost taste it. What was your message? What did you say to your team after this game here tonight? I mean, how, how do you talk to them after that? I mean, I just, I don't, I, I've, I've coached almost 200 ball games as a head coach in my life, and and 100 plus at the college level, and I've never seen anything like that in my entire life. Um. I mean, you look at – we dominated the time of possession. They were 3 of 14 on third down. You know, we just two, – two, two turnovers there in the first half hurt us. We were able to overcome those. Our kids just kept on playing. They kept on coming back. You know, they kept believing. They kept fighting. It's just, you know, when I sit there and I preach to them every day, if you do right consistently, day in and day out, good things are going to happen to you. And then and they're kind of looking at me sideways a little bit right now because they did the things they had to do to win the ball game. Coach Jaira Wilson had a phenomenal game, a couple sacks, forced fumbles. Can you just speak to how well he played? I, mean, I think Jaira's worked so hard to improve himself, and he's he's developing into one of the better players I think in this league. And you know, obviously, was a huge impact tonight. Um, you know, he, he's a guy that just. He has very high expectations for himself, and, and he'll continue to push himself to get better every week. Coach, how impressive do you think it was for Holton to, uh, to, to come back, especially play well early? In the first half, I think he was 18 of 20 or 19 of 21 passing in the first half, and that seemed to kind of set the tone a little bit, I thought, for the whole team. I mean, it, just how maybe important was that for y'all to get it off to early lead? No, I think it was critical, and obviously, you know, I, I'm, I'm not surprised by it. I mean, I just I, I thought Holton was very sharp all week, and I think he's a good player. So, you know, it does, doesn't surprise me he had that kind of first half, and it doesn't surprise me he had the kind of game he had. Coach, talk about the uh, fourth down play. Uh, you took the lead. You ran Johnson. It looked like a little slant action, and then uh, – Raji came open underneath. 
Yeah, it's a, it's, you know, we, we got a handful of plays for that situation right there. Um, and that was one that uh, Coach Kirkpatrick and him worked on all week. And, you know, pre-snap, the look was there. So we felt like uh, as long as we executed well, uh, Holt made a very good throw, and Rod, Rajay was right there to make the make the catch. So, it was, you know, big play gave us the lead. Um, Can you talk about maybe – Obviously, you got time maybe if you kick a field goal and get a stop to kick a, another field goal for the lead, but you went for it and went for the lead. I just felt like in that situation right there, we couldn't kick a field goal. We had to, we had to, we had to take the lead. We had to go for it. So uh, from about the 30-yard line in, we were in four-down mode. Coach, is this the toughest loss you've had in your coaching career? It's one I sure don't understand. I just, I just don't know. I don't know what to say to my kids right now. I've never, I've never had that happen. Coach, this is a, it's uh, much like what Tulsa's year went like last year. And I know this is not the way you wanted things to go right now, but this team continues to get better, very entertaining on television. And uh, I think every, the nation saw how much improved this ball club is. Um, it's got to be pointing to, you know, better times ahead. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been saying it all along, that the, the, the improvement's there, but it's going to happen. As long as these kids stick together and keep, keep fighting for each other, it's going to happen. And I, I'm, I'm tired of saying that, though. We're all ready to celebrate. We're ready to get, get over the hump. We talked about it uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Coach, will you contact the league? What, what do you have at your disposal right now? Will you contact the league? Our athletic director's contacting the league right now. One more question for Coach. Coach, how do you expect that to turn out now that you're contacting the league right now? You can't go back. You got to move forward. We got to get ready for Tulane. That's that's. All right, those are the words from a obviously very emotional yet again. Coach Mike Houston, of course, he was emotional. The 27-23 loss at Dottie Ficklin two weeks ago and uh, very that, that right there, emotional that I've, I've never again tonight. Anything quite like that post-game. He, he was holding back what he really wanted to say. It yeah. was tough for him to hold it back. He, he Oh, yeah. He he was so frustrated, so irritated. He 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 feels like we feel, but they were blatantly screwed. And um, it's like yeah. he said, you know, uh, John Gilbert's contacted the the the, the league office. Well, what do friggin' do? I mean, what is that going to accomplish? And I mean, I'm glad Gilbert's doing that. I'm glad he was Johnny on the spot doing it already, but. Uh, what's it going to accomplish? It's not going to accomplish yeah. a damn thing. I mean, it's not going to get us the win back. They're not going to go. All right, well, East Carolina gets a win too. I mean, I, you know, I, I look. I, I, what I would do in this situation, 
and it might not make any sense to people because I don't think, you know, I, you, you can't take a win away from Tulsa. But I think we should be credited with a win also. I think when the officials, when it can be looked at and, and determined through the officials, Blake New cost, cost East Carolina a win, I think it should reflect in the record books. I think it should say East Carolina has two wins. And uh, you let Tulsa keep their win too. And But you can't do that. That's not, that's not something that's done. So it's like you said, you got to move forward and beat Tulane. The only thing that's going to make us feel better is is to win football games. And yep. Tulane's next up. And uh need to find a way to beat them. Um, they got a good defensive line. Uh, they got a good running game. Um, but they're a team that we can beat. I mean, I, I think we can beat anybody in this league if we play like we had yep. the last couple of weeks. Yep. So, need to go out there, play good defense, um, play good offense, play good special teams, um, and uh, find a way to win. We, we need to beat Tulane, and that's the only thing. I, I can guarantee you this. Going out there and sulking and not having a good week of practice and then going and getting our asses beat by Tulane, that damn sure ain't going to make us feel better. The only thing that's yeah. going to make us feel better is to go out there, bust our ass this week, practice hard, and then go execute Saturday and beat Tulane and don't leave it in the officials' hands. Um, that That's the only thing that's going to make us feel better is to beat Tulane and then uh, get ready for Cincy. And uh, you, you really want to make a splash? You really want to turn some heads? Obviously, take care of business against Tulane. But you 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 want to you 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 want you want a crowd at the airport two weeks from the night? You find a way to be sensey. But uh, first up is Tulane. Hey, another thing you notice um, when a program's changing, you, know, you uh, see little things like this um, in terms of um, responding when the other team um, scores, and you know yeah. us uh, us answering. We did that tonight. You know, we're up 17 to three. They get the second half kickoff, go right down the field and score in less than two minutes. What do we do? Um, unfortunately, we didn't get six out of it, but we respond with a with an 11 play, 68 yard drive, um, and go go right down the field ourselves. And then uh, later on in the game, they had um, they had scored. Uh, and then we respond with an 11 play, 85 yard touchdown drive. And then um, right after they scored at the very end, um, you know, and Keith Mitchell ran that kickoff back to the 44-yard line. I really felt like we were going to find a way to win the ball game. I was like, hey, this is very doable here. You know, three timeouts and we're on the plus 44. Yeah. And uh, so we, we didn't hang our heads then. We, we still believed that we were going to win the ball game down to the final play. Let me ask you, you know, a question about that final drive, both y'all. Um uh, the the play before the the, the play before um, Holton threw it to the end zone to CJ. We tried to pick up another first down to get closer. Yeah. Would you guys have ran that play there, or would you guys have taken two shots to the end zone? I was a little surprised that we um, did what we did, um, given the given the scoring time, uh, but. In that situation, I'm going mean, to guess that every yard helps, even though we were, you know, because we'd have been, you know, what we'd have been at the 25 instead of the 29. It was something like that. But yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. I was a little surprised by it. Uh, not we had, not another way we had timeouts. something else. And you expect this on the road. Um, I, I think when one snap or when the ball was snapped on one. It was 15 seconds, and then 
it was showing nine and then and then it ticked down to eight. So some people think, well, hey, one second. Anybody that you know knows anything about it uh, realizes that obviously one second's enough to get another snap off. So that, that was something uh, I would like to have seen uh, whether that second should have run off or not. So. Well, you know, you know, we weren't going to get any help there, Bubba. We were right. They, they were robbing us left and right. You, you you expect that on the road. You you know, an extra second is going to tick off, and uh, and that's just something. Uh, you got to leave no doubt, and I think that's one of the moral, um, or the moral of this story as well. And just that when you're on the road, uh, you have to clearly be better than other teams a lot of times because, especially in a case where you're a large underdog like we were, and uh, you have yeah, to, I hear I hear you, Bubba. But when, when you when you stop them three times, I mean, we won that game three times on that last oh, yeah. drive. Yeah. I mean, I, I hear you. I agree. It was, it, it was what was – we got screwed, and there's no doubt. And I'm just I'm just saying, like, the, the margin for error, I mean, I'm not saying it was right. It's just – and, you know, I guess when we said about all we can say about it, there's nothing else to do but um, well, move on. Yeah. Well, uh, one thing uh, that uh, one of the fans reminded me of, and I should have thought about it earlier, um, or during the game, those are actually ACC officials that we borrow. Um, we have the partnership. Let's get rid of that partnership. We don't have need to have anything to do with ACC. Let's have our own officials because are we my still God. officials with the ACC? Is that something yes. we're still doing? Are you positive? Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, as far as I haven't heard any, I haven't heard any different. I mean, we can look it up, but um, a fan brought that up on uh, Twitter uh, right after the game, and I forgot. To, I just realized I hadn't mentioned that, um, and I'd forgotten about that. But it's a partnership with ACC. I'm not trying to hate on the ACC, other than to say that we need our own officials. Better than that, maybe that's one of the reasons why we can't. But they need to be reprimanded. And um, we don't need to ever have them call another AAC game. Definitely not another East Carolina game because you obviously have something against us. And if you didn't, you wouldn't have called those uh, egregious calls again and again and again. I mean, it's like, we, oh, we, we got to verify find that and make sure that's that's the case, that we're sharing officials with the ACC before we make that a definitive statement. But um, something was definitely up tonight. Yeah, and uh, by the way, wanted to mention, too, our good friend uh, Stephen Igo had tweeted out about uh, the questionable calls. And then I know, Bubba, you um, sent me uh, from David, our good friend David Glenn. DG wrote, Stephen's conclusion is absolutely correct. He was talking about the uh, number two was particularly egregious, and that sort of thing should be uh, get a replay official fired. Superb all-around team effort by EC football against a quality opponent. Just a horrible, unfair 34-30 to 30 loss result. Yep. No, the David Glenn's exactly right, and uh, he's talking about the fumble, right? Bubba was the second one, I believe that was the one he was talking about there for uh, the egregious call. I think that, um, yeah, you know, like both you, were bad, but both were yeah, bad. Yeah. I mean, it's like your coach Houston saying, you know, uh, he thought that the that the pass play was definitely hit the ground, it and did. He was, getting, he was getting his coaches, the coaches were, were getting things ready to see if they. You know, could take three. You know, to see if they could take three knees to run the clock out. They were, they were. Uh, 
I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it's that's going to be a that's got to be a miserable plane ride back to Greenville tonight. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really does. Well, hey, I can um, tell you one thing. I can tell you one thing. Uh, what killed me? Um, I don't know what killed me more: the fact that in the Mo regime, when you had the players that laughed and they got their butts kicked, um, that or the fact they quit all the time. But I can tell you one damn thing. Uh, one of the things I want to mention, guys, that I'm really proud of, and Bubba, you're the stats guy, but one of the things uh, uh, for both of you is the fact, I really love the fact that they chart what they call loafs and uh, where that way you don't actually, where you're taking a playoff or you're giving like halfway effort instead of giving 100%. And they were talking about how in the Central Florida game, uh, Coach Houston was, how many loafs there were is a lot. And when you look at game by game, ever since that first game, the number of loafs has gone way down. I don't know what it'll be for tonight, Bubba and Kyle, but I'm really proud of the way that these uh, these guys are fighting. They're fighting hard, and uh, this program is turning around, and I hope that the players will continue to see that you won that game tonight. And so if it, if it were me, I would know that I beat one of the best teams in the conference. We won that game, and – that that that's motivation for Tulane and uh, God help Tulane next Saturday. That's what I'm hoping to see at high noon at Dowdy Pickle Stadium. Yeah. And hey, Dave, um, we talked about David Glenn chiming in on a more uh, regional level or in state level. You, and you nationally, you had Scott Van Pelt. Yeah. Um, did you see what he what he tweeted? I heard that he tweeted. I didn't hear see the tweet. I heard that he was taken up for us. He tweeted, I would have been arrested if I were an ECU coach. It was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Scott Van Belt. I mean, and he then, has no, no ties to East Carolina. He's a Maryland guy. And, and then Stanford Steve said, totally with you. My God, how many things went Tulsa's way to win that game? Yeah, Stanford Steve. Um, again, I mean, it, it was seen by everybody tonight. We got screwed. I mean, it, it's something that I hope the conference releases a statement. I mean, they're not going to give us a, a win. I wish they'd give us a win. Again, I'm I not know. asking. I'm not asking them to take, give Tulsa an L. Does that make sense to you guys? Do I sound like an idiot saying that? That uh, we should be credited with a win. Also, I mean, does, does that make sense to y'all? I mean, yeah. I just the, the thing is, is that it, I don't see how Tulsa. I mean, I know why they're going to get a win. But at the same time, I know you can't take it back. But then again, um, East Carolina won that football game. We won in every category. We won the game three, two or three different times at the end, like we talked about. And so the thing that hurts me is the very fact that if you look at it, you had the win, like you talked about, Kyle, USF. You have the Navy game where we're not allowed – Holton is not allowed to play. If he plays, we'd win that game. I'm sorry. You, you're looking at potentially – that should have been three wins in a row right now. So that's sure. what I, if I was Coach Houston, I would say, look, we have three wins right now, three straight wins. Uh, we Holton couldn't play that second game. Well, no, no, here, here, here's something for you, Dave. Had we won tonight and had we beaten Navy, we're three and one in the league. Right. And we have a legitimate shot of, of finishing second in the league and playing for the right. conference championship. That's right. That's a, I thought about that. I, I was thinking about that in the third or fourth quarter, that uh, we're going to win this game. I felt extremely confident, and I said, God, if we had uh, won last – God, if there was some way we could have won last week, because we're going to win tonight. 
And, you know, I had predicted that we were going to lose by 10, but we came out. That's what I was telling uh, you people. They asked me, do you think we people, different people at work asked me if I thought they could win? And I said, they're going to have to come out and, and definitely what coach Houston would say, punch them in the mouth. And they came and East Carolina came out, punched them in the mouth. And um, the fact that Bubba did, was it three times the whole game? We only punted three times, right? Was that, or that the first, I know the first half there was, Two or three in the first half, I remember. Just one moment, I'm double checking that. But that was something where you don't want your punter to be the star of the team. Um, and the fact that, in other words, we were scoring a lot, we've got to do better at scoring. And Coach Houston said it, so it's not like we're criticizing the team. We got to get seven instead of three. And um, and that's the thing is that we're getting to the red zone a lot, but we've got to find a ways to to improve. I know, our, again, I'm going to give Tulsa some credit there. I, 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 I know. I'm talking about, about the whole. I'm not. I'm not discounting Tulsa. I'm saying the whole year, Bubba. That that stat you even had before the Tulsa game. We I talked think about we had done previous. pretty good in the red zone. Um, well, we had gotten points, but we we had, no, uh, we've been in the red we've been in the red zone 15 times in four games and only gotten seven touchdowns, which is which is not good. Right. And again, I think uh, some of that is probably prior to Harris. And uh, I, again, let, let's see if that continues to be a problem before we make that a big concern going forward. When we're, when we're playing, you know, Tulane's got a decent defense, so does Cincy. This has got a great defense. But uh, let's see if that continues to be an issue. And guess what, guys? Another great thing about it is that, Kyle, you made a great point. We have four games left we know of in the conference. We can win. We can win every single one of those games. I'm not saying we will. I'm just saying that we have the potential to. And then uh, none of those teams now, after the way we play tonight, if we keep playing like we're playing, um, you said that earlier, Colin, you're right. And then we might get that Marshall game back. That would be fantastic. So we have the potential of uh, getting some more wins. On the, I still feel confident that we can go to a bowl. Um, I think we've got two or three more wins in us. I really do. And hell, we had to win tonight. I mean, you know what I'm saying? We had to win tonight. And that's what hurts. If you think about um, COVID, which really hurts too, is we would have had the, if you think about it, you'd have the Norfolk State win in there. You feel confident you'd win that game. And, um, you know, you can't, uh, obviously, the fact that we don't have 12 football well, COVID, games. COVID. I mean, everybody has a. a, a right. Has I know that. I'm saying. I mean, yeah, know, I mean. The, whole, the whole season would be different. I mean, you, you, you know, who knows? You, you can have different injuries here and there. Uh, you know, you, you figure probably if you, if you, uh, you, you figure probably if you don't have COVID, we probably don't lose to Georgia State because we're already got Harris on the field by that point. Right. So, I mean, it, things could be different all the way around if it wasn't for COVID. But I, you know, that, that's that's way big picture. Um. I um, ah, I, I'm I'm just ready to move forward, guys, and, and find a way oh, to yeah. get to Yeah, I'm not gonna. You know, it hurts, it stings, but I think, you know, how do you how just the, the thing, just like you said, Kyle, how do you react as a team? Are you gonna sulk and feel sorry for yourself, or are you gonna see this gives us more motivation? We won. We basically have won three straight weeks, and. The fact of the matter, if you're Tulane, they should be really nervous. They should be really scared coming into Dowdy Ficklin, knowing that uh, that we got robbed and knowing that uh, I'm not anti-Willie Fritz. They've got a great football program. 
And I'm not answering Tulane. It's just the fact that I think East Carolina, um, the next four games are going to be very dangerous. And if you're anybody in the American, um, the last thing you wanted is to have something like this happen and then have to play East Carolina um, for sure. But hey, Dave, anyway, yeah, go ahead. Very quickly before we wrap things up, yep. some more reaction uh, this time from close to home in a sense um, from the head football coach at Wood River High School, that being none other than Captain Carden. Um, Yep. You know, Shane chimed in and said, what fight from this team? Everyone knows how bad those calls were and good things are happening at ECU, whether the refs like it or not. Yeah, I saw, that. I saw that during Mike Houston's uh, comments when we were playing that back and love Captain <laughs> Captain Carden there. Uh, he, the cast why he's called the captain. And um, man, you know, um, Holton is doing very well. The, we talked about that. Guys, the defense, uh, the defense has played way better than I ever dreamt of. I never thought they would. I'm not saying they're they're great, uh, but they've improved a lot more than I expected at this point. And again, we have four games we know conference games left, and if we get that Marshall game, that's five more games. And if we could find some way to win a few games, we got a shot to make a bowl. So um, I'm gonna until we know that we're not going to a bowl, then I'm gonna still keep hope alive that we will. And I still believe in this team. I believe in the coaching staff. I think that, I mean, who who out there doesn't believe in the coaching staff right now? And who doesn't believe, you know, Bubba uh, and Kyle, we've talked about before the fact that you, when you uh, looked at the games before, you knew that the, we were going to get pretty much killed in the Mo era. And now we are competitive where we have uh, games that are, you know, literally fourth quarter games and games that were in the game. And now what it comes down to once again is finding a way to win. We won tonight, so um, that lets me know that the team is getting confidence and they have the swagger. They have, uh, you know, before we had a coach said every week that we had a great week of practice. And well, you had a guy like uh, Coach Houston now that tells you the truth, and um, he's he's rewarding these guys by saying, hey, they had a good practice. For him to say that is a, a really big deal. Yeah, hey, everything's headed in the right direction, and we need to have a good week of practice this week. And uh, and get ready, get ready and beat Tulane. I mean, that's this we've 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 said all that we can say. Um, and it's, it's I'm ready. Time to move on. Let's uh, let's go beat Tulane. All right, and of course we'll have a lot of great weekend of programming next week for as we get ready for Tulane again, high noon, and we're gonna wrap this up because we have Bubba. We're gonna get a nap, a long nap, and be right back up, right? Yeah, we'll be taking a look at week nine of college football. We'll be joined by ESPN play-by-play voice Mike Coy at 8 o'clock to kick things off on Georgia State uh, hosting the 20th-ranked Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. And so we'll talk about that and a whole lot more in, in the college football landscape with Mike Coy. Uh, we'll also uh, be joined by Rennie Ingolia of ESPN, uh, the former um, you know, a lot of times those guys, uh, Mike and Rennie, were paired together, uh, but that has not been the case this year. But Rennie is um, actually going to be down in San Marcos tomorrow uh, calling the Louisiana-Texas State game. Uh, we'll also catch up with Coastal Carolina beat writer Alan Blondin from the Sun-Times. And uh, earlier today, um, Kyle and I chatted with Chad Brindle from the Bearcat Journal um, to talk about their Big game at noon tomorrow with Memphis coming to Nippert Stadium. And that's going to be huge, and look forward to that. The inside slant, and we'll do that Guys, at just 8. 3.30. Uh, y'all might be doing the uh, morning show there without me. 
<laughs> all right. That's at eight o'clock, right, Bubba? See. All right. Well, thank you, Cal, very much. Thanks to Bubba for your hard work behind the scenes and uh, obviously on air. And uh, really proud of the Pirates tonight. I tell you what, uh, they're heading in the right direction. They, we know that Tulsa didn't win this football game tonight. Uh, we'll leave it at that. And uh, Bubba will be back in a few hours and get we'll get some sleep and then come right back and do the inside slant. Until next time, this has been the Pirate Playback, and it's right here on the Sports Objective Podcast. Good night, everybody, and go Pirates.